All right, everybody, this is the web news. Uh, the web news this week, bit of an interesting one. Time isn't on sale. Fully conversational. Uh, I don't have many notes for this, but I do have a fair bit of examples. Uh, I won't be sharing them all because they're pretty redundant. But how many, how much time, okay, this is the focus of it. How much time slash effort are you willing to spend to save a buck? Now, I've been accused several times, uh, friends, family, whatever, and we all have, I'm sure, of, oh, you wasted money doing this or you wasted money doing that. But there's several things where I will pay for the convenience because I honestly think it actually saves me money. A good example is when subscriptions were first coming out, when software as a service was new, you know, Microsoft or more specifically Office 365 was really a new concept. And people were like, that's crazy, whatever. And I remember I bought the disc for God knows what it was. We're, we're 2007 or something and 2013, whatever it was. And I used that for a while. And then I just realized, I was like, you know what? I'm using Microsoft services so much using Xbox and I'm using uh, Office. I'm using PowerPoint because I was in school then. I'm using OneDrive like crazy. You know what? Like this is like, this is crazy. Like me trying to manage two free OneDrive accounts to maximize storage and trying to use this old version of Word to open new things that people are sending me. And like, I'm just wasting so much time using old PowerPoints that don't work on the new ones. And so much time wasted, so much time wasted that I just got to the point where I said, you know what? It's actually going to save me money based on the value of my money per hour in my own head for me to actually just straight up pay for Microsoft 365 or at the time Office 365. And huge, like I make the, make this quote unquote huge decision. I'm, I'm, I think I'm still paying for the, for the monthly version. I could be saving money with that, with the yearly. I just realized, cause I just started thinking about it, but that's exactly it. I, I made this quote unquote huge decision and I don't even think about that subscription fee. You know, it's not killing me. It's not hurting me. It's not bankrupting me now. Yes, you should be responsible with your money, but I was, I was trying to work around it, found it to be invaluable and then just went for the paid option. And now I have, I have a friend that I'm not going to name names but he refuses to pay for online storage and manages all the services as far as I know. And I'm paraphrasing and changing details intentionally. So stuff like Dropbox, OneDrive, Google Drive, maybe even Box. I don't even know, right? Um, whether the Box or half of those are even around anymore. Well, is Box around now still? I thought it was just Dropbox, no? Or is Box well, there's Dropbox and different. there's also Box. It doesn't matter. The point of the matter is, not getting into the brands and who's alive, but... Oh, yeah, Box.com. There you go. So, okay, they're still around. I just haven't heard from them in a while. Um, but the thing is, is like he manages all these online services and he like tries to find free storage for his photos and he tries to find free storage for this and tries to find free storage for that and spends so much time being like, oh, my Dropbox is my temporary place. So I dump it there and then I delete it and I do this and I do that. And then I have this other place that's like an archive and then I have to have another account here and, you know, whatever else. To me, that's a waste of time. I have OneDrive. That's all I need. Now, I use Google Drive and stuff like that just for the ecosystem perspective, but I don't use it for storage. If some, if I needed to take stuff off of Google Drive, I could just dump it in with my OneDrive. It doesn't matter. And and I use OneDrive for a lot of – like all my personal stuff, right? Um, like I, most of it's old school stuff now. I don't really have personal documents anymore. But if I need to back up my, my, my photos, OneDrive. Uh, if I need to back up uh, videos, OneDrive. You know, it's all it's all right there. And – I think that I saved money and by spending money. What I mean by that is, is I think that the amount of time spent managing these service, these free services became too expensive based on the value of my time to justify not paying for a service. 
And as a result, I paid for a service. Now, the reason why this web news is coming up is because that might sound super logical, but there are people out there, like I just said, that refuse to ever pay. And so I want to ask the question, how much time slash effort are you willing to spend to save a buck? What do you think, Mike? Yeah, good question. Um, My thing is that I usually... I, I, I subscribe to a lot of things. This is, this, this is, uh, for that's for sure for convenience's sake. Um, like I, I have a VPN that I pay yearly on. I have, uh, Netflix, Disney plus, uh, a lot of entertainment stuff that I subscribe to on a, on a monthly slash yearly basis. Um, PSN, like I have a lot of subscriptions, whether I need all of them all at once, that's a question, but, uh, for productivity applications, I really like applications that have a generous free tier, right? But I am more than willing to pay for for them if they're reasonable. If I find something in their pay tier that I will use that will enhance my free tier experience, if that makes sense. I am very hesitant to try an application right off the bat that, uh, you know, costs a certain amount of money per month uh, without having that free tier. I have done that before, obviously, for certain things, but most of the time I don't. Um, But... I am one, like for me personally, I'm one that is more than willing to pay money for convenience sake, for saving me time. I don't, I don't like to micromanage little things like uh, Dropbox storage or Google Drive storage. I pay for Google Drive storage because my wife and I both use it. We both use uh, like Google Photos on our phone and we want to have like the full you know resolution on there. And um, we use it for sharing like, you know, files and all that and some backups. So I just I just straight up pay for like the second tier or whatever it is of Google Drive because I don't want to worry about it. And if I were to go to Apple, like if I were to change my phone to an Apple phone, I would pay for iCloud because I don't have to want to worry about like, you know, deleting photos off my phone or having to manage all that and doing local backups in case everything burns. I want to have everything in the cloud. So I would pay 100% for the Apple backup or the Apple services. Um, I'm trying to think of like where I draw the line, but... For me, I guess the line is where I just don't see it saving me time, right? Or say, or or entertaining me for an extended period. Like, uh, if 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 Netflix were to all of a sudden stop producing original content at at the pace that they're producing it, it in, which is kind of getting there to me for 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 me at least, um, Netflix is actually approaching the point where I might start considering dumping them because the amount of shows on there that I'm anticipating are uh, really low at this point. Whereas before it was like, you know, all the Marvel shows, uh, you know, The Office was on there for, uh, on the side. I know in the US, The Office is gone and Canada is actually still there. So that's kind of keeping me there. Um, but they were cons- consistently adding new shows and they were keeping them up. Nowadays, what I've been noticing is that Netflix actually cuts shows a lot more often than it adds them. And it, in fact, forces shows to have a a, a premature ending and stuff like that. So I keep an eye on... I keep an eye on how the subscription is going if I've subscribed to make sure that I'm not paying for something that's useless. Um, there's a few times where I've paid for uh, the Xbox Live for PC subscription. I can't remember. Game Pass. The Game Pass subscription Game, for Game PC. Game Pass for PC, yeah. Yeah. So I've paid for that a few times and I've noticed that I stopped playing games and then I've just unsubscribed from it. And then all of a sudden a game comes out on it that I want to play and I'll subscribe for a couple months. So I have I have micromanaged subscriptions to that point. And that's good um, though. Like that that's that's fiscally responsible. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. But I only do it with a few different things. 
Like I only, I've like essentially the only thing I've done it with recently is uh, the Game Pass. Everything else I just kind of leave on, and if I leave it, I leave it for good. Yeah, uh, that's a good that's a good way to put it. There's always like that sort of baseline boilerplate, whatever you want to say in terms of subscriptions um, or even like the baseline amount that you're willing to spend. If it's like a, just a one time purchase for something, you know, sometimes those things are get really expensive. But some, but if you realize like, hey, it's going to be five hundred dollars for me to buy X thing once, then I'm just going to do it. Um, lifetime subscriptions or whatever you want to call them, uh, whatever the companies call them. It's interesting that you micromanage your uh, subscriptions because I sort of do the same thing. I had um, Crave for a while, which is – I think it might only be in Canada. I had Crave for a while, uh, which is a streaming service. I used that to watch uh, The Sopranos and then I just – then I just stopped. Well, I stopped because it was a credit card issue and then I was just like, I'm not willing to fight this. Like I just don't care. Like I'm just going to not pay for this. Um, I got rid of that. Um, I stopped reading a lot of Medium articles, so I got rid of that. Uh, I just slowly but surely like killed things off. I have some stuff that were like about like BritBox for my parents. So like that, that subscription is, is active, but I don't use it, but it's like, it was a gift, bought it for a year for Christmas. So, um, stuff like that, but there's, there's like just de facto ones that I'll get, you know, pretty much if Microsoft has a subscription, I'll buy it. We have, we have office 365 for business or whatever you want to call it. Microsoft 365 for business. We have office uh we have i have office slash microsoft 365 personal i have i don't i don't have just a game pass for pc i have um xbox game pass ultimate which gives me the xbox experience the xbox live access and the xbox game pass experience like i get i get both game passes console pc and that i get everything and that's because though i use microsoft for everything and that's where like the difference becomes is is my sacrifice is I'm not using Google, even if it's better. Like I remember I was having trouble with contacts once and Mike was like, just switch to Google contacts, but I am forcing myself to stay in the Microsoft ecosystem because that's what I'm paying for. And so that's my fiscally responsible part. That's the part where I'm not willing to waste time. Like I want everything on the Microsoft ecosystem, everything that I can, obviously I want that to be in the Microsoft ecosystem because there's just this thing where I would rather not pay like, I would rather not pay in time for managing a whole bunch of services where I can just get them right on right on Game Pass or right on this or right on that. Like, I'm going to play Halo and all those games that come out. So that makes sense for me. Like, I'm going to get a bunch of value from Xbox Game Pass. I play online with people on my on my Xbox. Of course, of course, I use the I use the Xbox Live. You know what I mean? Like it's and, and when I didn't for a while, like when most of my friends were at college and like Xbox Live was a rarity, I stopped subscribing for a few months or a month here and there because um, like I would just let it lapse and not renew it because it just got to a point where it's like we weren't using it. And so like that's where you're fiscally responsible. But it really grinds my gears. And this is the motivation for this web news is that it really grinds my gears when people, even though it's other people, they're wasting, in my opinion, a lot of time because they're, they're, they're wasting a lot of time because they're they're specifically using – they're using time like as if time isn't limited. And and saving money as if money is limited. There's limited on both, but time is the only one that actually runs out. You can always get another job. You can always find a dollar on the road. You can always do whatever. But like time is the limited resource and you need to be responsible with money because it's like sort of the insurance for your home and stuff like that. So ensure that you can have a home and have this and have that. And 
you know, disaster may strike if you don't manage your money properly. But you also need to manage your time because if you're a person that spends four or five hours a day, and this isn't my friend to be clear, I'm making this scenario up now. But if like in this made up scenario, if you're a person that manages your online services, like whatever it is, like you want to keep jumping from free tier to free tier to free trial to free this to free that, and you do that, and you find yourself managing that, like you're managing that for a, like six hours a week. That's too much damn time for me. Like everyone's gauge is different, but it's like to me, there's no there's no reason to not get that. Like um, uh, like I have like family members where they will like contemplate a one hundred dollar purchase for over a year. What are you doing? You know, if you have the means of which we do, just just buy just buy it then. If it's and 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 I'm fine with you contemplating for a while. Like I I will contemplate over things for a long time. I have super old things. I have old furniture which I slowly replace. Just replace the desk. The desk was, was turning to paper mache, right? That's a fiscally responsible thing to do. It was still usable. Uh, I had a broken monitor that I could fiddle with to get working. It was only a couple of seconds of fiddling more more or less. So I was able I used that until it became unusable, right? So I'm I'm budgeting and I'm figuring out the time versus the money. And, you know, it's different for everyone based on your income level, based on how much time you have, based on how much you value your time, whatever. But for me, it just grinds my gears when I see people being like, well, I'm saving $5 a month. Is that a, is that a flex? Like, is that like, if, if Mike and I lose all our income, yeah, okay, we're going to be like scrambling and we're going to have to do that. But like, we're going to have to jump from free, free trial to free trial to free trial and like try to really manage stuff and preserve things and like fix things rather than replace them. And there's times for that. I'm not saying there's not times for that. There's times for that. But generally, at least in our, in my perspective, we will work toward being able to not necessarily do that. And there comes a point when it's just like, dude, like you got to pay for this. Like you just like, this is something that you have to pay for. And, and, and I've been told that a million times about my car is a good one. I've brought this up tons of times, but uh, the, the the cost of fixing it has not gone up to a point that I find unacceptable. So therefore, I refuse to go into, into debt for a new car. That's why that's my philosophy on it. And when it hits a point in which it is unacceptable, I am now at the even now, even today, even probably two years ago, I got so much value out of that vehicle that I if it if it were to blow up, it is not an anxiety to buy a new one. I'll be anxious because I have to go buy a new one, but I won't be anxious because I have to go buy a new one. I'll explain that. It's it's I it's annoying because now I don't have a thing to drive. Like it's annoying because I don't have a car. That's the anxiety. Whereas if I, me personally, if I'm using something and then storing it away when it's half still half good, my anxiety comes from the wastefulness of it. And this is not me coming from an environmental perspective or anything. It just, to me, that makes the most sense. I used my mouse until the scroll wheel broke and I used it for five, two, two to five years because I don't remember how long or m- longer and, and that scroll wheel was still broken and then eventually the mouse freaking broke and then I replaced it. Like that is how, and then I replaced it with a damn good mouse, $150 mouse and I'll use this damn thing until the freaking top falls off. That other mouse was rusted. It, it had metal on the top and it was actually not joking. It was, that one was actually rust because my hand, you know, perspiration. So, and my old microphone, I got a new microphone here, got a new microphone because I got the value out of that old one. That one was starting to rust and or tarnish. I, and, and that's not a complaint. I use that thing to death and it's still good. It still works. It's a backup microphone. It's behind me and, the, and, it, and I can bring it traveling or something. If I needed to like, you know, if my power was out and I needed to run somewhere to like record the podcast, I can like bring that with me, you know, and it's totally fine. It'll work on a laptop, whatever. It's a plug and play, plug and play microphone. It's a good enough quality. 
and I got my I got my damn money's worth out of that thing. I used my last computer chair until literally the leather, the pleather, like the faux leather, whatever, the fake leather was was all over the house. Like I would get up and it would like stick to my pants because it was like ripping off and like the faux leather disappeared off the chair. And then I got a new chair. Like I want to use stuff until it can't be used anymore. I'm still using speakers from two computers ago. I'm using an almost a 10-year-old computer right now. Like I want to use stuff until it can't be used anymore. I feel weird throwing stuff away. In some and now the only now there's a few exceptions, phone stuff like that that I like to be nice. My I like nice sunglasses, so I buy nice sunglasses. But there's some things like I'm still using a 1080p t- TV. Like I just like maybe I'll throw that one a little premature, but it won't. But I like I think it might be on year 11. And so I, I think I, I I couldn't tell you for sure. But the point is, is like you can be fiscally responsible while still valuing your time. Like I do value my time. If something's in my way. I won't just jump on the purchase, but if something's in my way consistently and actually causing me a problem consistently. I'm going to just freaking pay for the damn service to get it out of my way. Like just uh, a password, a password manager is a prime example for, for years. I just kept managing passwords with like local password managers that were free on my phone and stuff like that. And those were great and everything, but it was like, I need a clouded one. Like I need whatever. And just, I just got fed up one day and I was like, this is out of control. Like I'm spending so much time managing and finding passwords and typing them in incorrectly and stuff that I need like an autofill in the cloud, all the, all you can use password manager. And I just pay for it. I just don't care. Because I reached that point and it really grinds my gears. Like I said, when people just don't value their time and say like, yeah, but I, I save $5. That's not a flex. That's not a flex unless you're in, unless you're at the point in which you can't afford $5 and there's no shame in that. Then you have to do what you have to do. But if you're a person that has like, like the means to pay the $5 and then I'm at the same level of you as income, let's, of, of income, let's say, and you're trying to flex to me that you're saving $5, that's not a flex. Like, oh, I'm saving $5. Hooray. Like, if that $5 would sink you, then, of course, make the make the, make the the right financial choice for you. But, like, for me, like, I value my time more. Me paying $5 a month or whatever it is for a pass. I don't even know what it is. For a password manager per month is worth, well worth, well worth the damn time. Well worth the time. I don't have to friggin' go look into my phone and go check another old phones to see if I forgot to move the file over and figure out where if it's backed up and where this other. No, that's it. It's over. Like I do not want to waste time. Period. <clears throat> yep. Uh, I think another thing, not only time for me, it's cognitive burden. So with like services like Google Drive or services that do backups for you, if I didn't pay for that. And I had to do my own backups physically for everything, which I do sometimes, but very rarely because I have a cloud backup. I would have to constantly be thinking like, oh, what happens if my computer goes down? What happens if, uh, you know, my laptop gets destroyed? Like I'll have to redo everything from scratch. I'll have to do this and that. And that will constantly take up time and effort in my mind and prevent me from doing the things that I want to do. Whereas now I just pay for this. It does all my backups for me. I don't care anymore. It's gone for my mind. I can focus on something else. And those are the kinds of things that I'm more than willing to pay for. The things that take away that extra cognitive burden from me, because I have enough shit to worry about. If I can pay you $5 a month to to worry about something for me, I'll pay you that $5 a month. That's not going to be an issue for me. As long as I'm getting that, you know, service out of it. 
I'm not going to just throw it away. But if I'm getting that like relief of cognitive burden, that's not gonna. I'm not going to worry about it. I know like a lot of people that just get so worried about spending that extra like 20 bucks or 30 bucks or 40 bucks, whatever it is that will help them. And they'll think about it for a long time. Like the, it'll be a cognitive burden. A, that a year, a year. Yeah. Like I said, my, some of my family members, a hundred dollar purchase a year. And then I show up and go, do you, do you need me to buy this? Like, and they'll be like, well, no, no, no. Like I have the money. It's like, okay, well, like you not spending this hundred dollars, even is on your mind this much. Absolutely. make your, make the right choice in thinking about it, but you're right. The cognitive burden. Great point, Mike. Like the cognitive burden, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you worrying? You have enough shit to worry about, but again, it's all to regulate, like, you know, you can't just go out and get everything that you want because that's just not a financial, f- fiscally responsible. But uh, there's, you know, there's plenty of analysis that you can do on your budget. You, you know, you can check your bank accounts, you can check how much you're getting paid, and you can figure out how much you have to play with that, uh, the ability to, to help you relive, 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 so, damn it, relieve some of this cognitive burden. Both of us can't talk today. It's crazy. I can't talk today. My head, my mind is like mush right now. I'm on the very end of my ability to speak. But regardless, it's really important for me to be able to use services that are not going to add to my confusion and stuff like that. So I'm more than willing to pay for stuff like that. Like, you know, password manager, great example. I pay for my password manager, you know, because I don't want to deal with it. And I and I have a double, I have my passwords doubly backed up. One in the password manager that I paid for that's synced to my, you know, sync to my services. And the other is the Chrome autofill. That's also a password manager, which is actually really good because it, it syncs right to your phone as well and everything like that. And it's free and all that. I really wish it had a standalone application. They should weird really that make, it doesn't. Weird it's that really it doesn't. weird that it doesn't. You have to go into the Chrome. You have to go into Chrome, go into settings, and then go into passwords. And then you can search for all your passwords. And it's all like, you know, biometrically protected. They don't even market it as a password manager because they don't have a separate application. But they could easily, and I mean like a team of Google developers, give them like a week or two. They could easily create a, a separate application for it. That would probably be for not- sale next year. <laughs> They should. They should though, because it's it's actually a really good service. They first of all they create the password for you, like they have an automatically created password. They save it for you, and then like it's just accessible from everywhere that you're using it on. So I don't know. It's weird to me that they don't have it. I know you. I think you you use Edge right now, right? So you're not using like the Chrome autofill. No, I use a I use a third party. I use a third party thing. I don't. I right. don't let. I don't. This is weird. I don't know if it's weird. It's weird for me. That I refuse to use those password managers because I, I, I'm always afraid of someone hopping on my computer and just using it. So I use a third party one that requires my constant attention. But fair I've enough. gotten no, so that's fair. Quick, you know what I mean? So I've gotten so quick. And I also think my mentality is, and this is not a dot and this is not like making fun of Edge or anything, and I haven't looked at it, but to me, I just I want a security company to do the security, and I want Edge to do Edge. <laughs> That's fine. I I don't think there's anything wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, not wanting people to have access to all your passwords if they hop on it. Um, I think you could. I mean, you could technically solve that by just having like a guest account or a guest mm-hmm. browser or whatever. But that's another thing that you have to worry about. So if you know, full, fully understandable that you would have a completely separate password manager. And I have again, I have both, and both of them can autofill and stuff like that. So that's that's something that kind of leaves. Again, it, it, it alleviates my cognitive burden, so I'm definitely willing to pay for it. That's a great – honestly, that's a great other point. Uh, like better than just my, my frustration. <laughs> um, cognitive burden is a huge one, and, uh, and, and it, it 
like backups. I don't even think of backups anymore. Yep. Like I don't even think of backups. Like even even if you take it to very consumer, you talk about consoles. Consoles, depending on your subscription and stuff like that, please do your research. But consoles in general will back up your saves to a cloud. Uh, Steam will often not always back up things to a cloud. You know, I don't even. I just assume my saves are going to be everywhere. I don't even think about it anymore. Um, that's that's the truth, you know. And and there's been times where it's like, oh, this window. Like I've been at your I've been at your place, and my Windows is completely broken. All of a sudden, that was a horrible day, but the, uh, horrible Windows day. But like, my Windows yeah. broke completely. I just wiped. The, like, doesn't even matter to me. I just wiped the whole computer because I know yeah. my data is in in the cloud. That's where I want to be. I want all my data to be in the cloud, whether it be like, you know, GitHub, Bitbucket or Google Drive, OneDrive. So I can just do exactly what you just said. And that is another thing that I definitely am willing to pay for. And I do. Absolutely. Like I'll lose some some small stuff like lossless audio files from this. But all the like real ones that if if I like all the MP3 ones, like the real ones that you guys get are MP3s. And like sometimes I'll have lossless ones. Like I'll lose the lossless ones and I delete them over time too. But like if I needed to re-upload, I can just re-upload. And it's not like like I'm, you know, uploading a potato quality either. So uh but yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good a good web news. Uh got our points across. Unless you have anything else to add, Mike. No, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's episodes, this web news, this week's episode, and this week's before the show. Go check that out on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com slash HTML, all the things. Um, and remember, we're on Patreon, obviously, because I just said it. And many thanks to our $3 tier ta- $3 tier patrons. Can't talk. Sean from RabbitWorks JavaScript on YouTube.com slash RabbitWorks JavaScript. Garrick from Local Path Computing and Web Design on LocalPathComputing.com. Ryan Gatchel from Blue Black Digital on BlueBlackDigital.com. Chris from Self-Made Web Designer on selfmadewebdesigner.com, Tim from The Web Hacker on thewebhacker.com, DL Ford from dl4.io, Bib Hashdash from 9blockmedia on 9blockmedia.com, and Jason from Geek Life Radio via geekliferadio.com. Feel free to leave a comment or review on the platform that you are listening to this on, and we are signing off. <laughs>